Cue music. And we're back again, another week, another bowl of salad. This is Trent here again, joined by Cole and Zach. Do you want to say hi, Zach? Hello, everybody. Do you want to say hi, Cole? How do you do? How do you do? He asked if you would say hi, Cole. How do you do doesn't cut it. Cole's never been nope. a rule follower. Oh, that was that was my response. <laughs> True. Um, we are we are here today. Uh, we've had a little bit of a downgrade. We used to be at a table. Zach and I are now on the floor. We're literally sitting on the carpet floor. Uh, I am in the midst of my un- my moving out of my apartment and my prep for my move to LA. So life is good. The furniture is dwindling, but the podcast is growing. I'm excited <laughs> to welcome all the new. It's and quite ar- ironic. Yeah, quite ironic because the amount of seats uh, has transferred to me now. Whereas just before this podcast, I actually just assembled the first chair in my new apartment in LA. <laughs> oh, so you're the one who stole my chair? I was gonna say I'm missing a chair. Exactly. Salad, yeah, the just, furniture yeah. podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, a salad bowl is made out of wood, just like chairs are. So it all ties in. Um, speaking of that, though, how is life in LA, Cole? How's it treating you? Are you excited to get started at, at Mullen Lose? oh yes i am very excited um it's it's been a a fun couple of days i guess it's basically just been unboxing and putting together lots of ikea stuff uh, (laughs) furniture and whatnot um yeah trying to transform this 375 square foot apartment into a into a new home so uh, i'll tell you that about la it's expensive but besides that honestly the area is great um love seeing the sunshine and i think the best thing at least coming from arizona is it's like you can the sun is out but i don't feel like oppressed by the sun i would i guess i would say Oppressed by the sun. So, Map description for exactly, Arizona. Exactly. You don't want to get oppressed, but yeah. And I think I'm gonna try to get my first trip down to the beach tomorrow. So nice. Yeah, how, let's go to the beach. Beach. Uh-huh. Cool. How uh-huh. small is it? Honestly, let's be realistic here. How tiny is this place? It's honestly okay. It, I, I say I say 375, but like really, it's it doesn't feel like it. Honestly, it's, it feels uh, like less. We're making it work. We're making it work. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, the furniture is not in yet, but <laughs> not all of it at least. And so we'll see how it looks. But honestly, it's, it's I'm feeling good about it. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, it's part of it's part of life. Sometimes you downsize and sometimes you upsize, but it's always moving Probably. forward. You and may, hey, you may it's a think lot less too. to take care of than my previous residence as well. So that's uh, looking at one of his previous residences right now. That's Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it may sound like it, but we're not sponsored by IKEA, believe it or not. Um, that said, we could be, and we also are sponsored by Anchor. So I hope you enjoy our ad for them later on in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to give them a shout out until the ad plays. You know that, right? Yeah, but if we show we're a good partner. We'll We'll get more than one penny per listen. <laughs> or am I not supposed to say that? I don't know. I doubt they're screening this. Appealing to the anchor gods. Yeah, uh, but bless them. It's a great opportunity. 
Um, mm-hmm. So advertising. That's what we're talking about. Anyway, uh, as you can probably tell from listening to all of us rambling right now, it's a little bit slow in the ad season. You know, summer is kind of starting to get into full swing, though I think it's still technically spring. Arizona would say otherwise, as Cole mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. But um, there's not a lot happening really in the advertising world right now. It feels like everyone's gearing up for Can, which is later on in June. Um, and, you know, there's been some ads which we'll talk about, but we figured it would be kind of a good opportunity to talk about what life has been like, you know, going through college and in advertising um or rather not in an advertising program, but with an advertising interest and, and what it's been like transitioning now to a full-time job, talking to Zach about that and kind of what the internship hunt has been uh, and, and kind of the advice we can give to all of you who are listening out there. Uh, Cause that's a question we often get is, you know, like, what do you recommend for me? How can I best prepare myself for graduation or how can I find that internship? Um, so we're going to dive into that a little bit now. Um, you know, we, we, uh, kind of want to throw it over to Zach here and kind of say, hey, Zach, what was your thoughts on on kind of going through at Arizona State? Uh, we all went to Arizona State, for those of you who mm-hmm. don't know, but what was your thought kind of wanting to be a writer, being a creative, but not necessarily having the, the ability to study that as heavily as someone mm-hmm. at a portfolio school? Um, it was difficult. <laughs> so, yeah, Surprise, everybody. Um, uh, it's definitely not an easy career to get into, regardless of where you go. Uh, yeah. It's a competitive industry. It's an exciting industry, um, as we all know, and a lot of people are interested in it. So uh, breaking in and getting your foot in the door in the first place is already difficult, uh, even for people who do go to ad school or who have, who have been trained with an advertising background. Uh, going to ASU was a very very unique experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything, quite honestly. Um, but it, yeah. it does come with its own challenges because um, you don't have access to the same connections that you might have if you went to an advertising program. You're not learning strictly about advertising. My degree's in marketing, and so I, I took the advertising electives when I could, and I, t- I linked up with the professors that I could that were in the field. But overall, the majority of my learning was a marketing background. Uh, which has its benefits as well, but it doesn't get you as uh, honed in on advertising itself as an advertising program would. Um, But that being said, as many of you know, uh, we were all in an organization called AdWorks, uh, which operated as as a student-run advertising agency on campus, and and that was really my... uh, I guess kind of like my bridge between a non-advertising college and my advertising career. Without that, I definitely don't think I would have landed the job as a copywriter here in Arizona. Um, because it is it is honestly because of that partnership that AdWorks had with Lavage, which is where I work currently, uh, that I first got my internship there. And that internship then turned into my full-time job. And that's kind of how the that whole path started. Um, and so it was it's really difficult learning how to write, learning how to communicate, uh, especially in a creative way, without being formally trained on it is definitely tough. It was a lot of trial and error. Uh, it was a lot of just putting some work out there and seeing, you know, what people think and, and, and taking in as much feedback as I could get uh, to get to where I am today. And I will say that people who come out of an advertising program are definitely more suited for what they're doing than I am right now. Um, 
over the past year, I've definitely grown so much, and and I'd, I'd say that I'm in a very good place. But when I, uh, when I first came out of college, it was it was difficult, and there was a lot that I had to learn on my own, and a lot that I didn't get, you know, just to uh, I didn't just learn from my classes, or didn't just learn from the connections I had. Yeah, it, it makes it tough. I, it, it kind of having to get creative to start your career as a creative um, uh-huh. <laughs> makes it a little bit tough. There's the, there's the title of a blog post or something. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of written things really quick, um, go subscribe to Madness, Zach's um, <laughs> advertising newsletter. comes to your inbox. Um, and and yeah, I totally get that, Zach. I mean, you know, so there's a common trend between Cole, Zach, and I where uh, we all have a marketing degree, uh, you know, and, and I think what was tricky is, you know, me wanting to go into advertising, you know, I, look, I've always felt like a creative person, you know what I mean? Like I have a ton of creative interests, but it personally would drive me crazy to have to sit down and come up with copy all day. I've had to come up with copy of social posts sometimes and <laughs> I'll feel super proud and then realize an hour later it's trash and, and it just takes me forever and I couldn't do it all day. I do right? that too still. Yeah, so. exactly. But that um, never changes when you're creative. <laughs> um, but like finding like the fact that like, oh, I really dig account management. I really dig working with teams and helping lead them to success and, and managing projects and getting to have a little bit of say in every part of the business. Like that was super interesting. So, you know, something that I think, you know, those of you listening should focus on. And, you know, I'm curious for your thoughts, too, on what they should do. But, you know, for me, like find out what your career path is, what interests you. Even if you haven't had an internship yet, just throw something at the wall and say like, hey, you know, I'm interested in account management. I haven't had an internship in it yet, but maybe maybe I want to try that out. So what do you need to do that? You know, whether that's through an informational interview or research, you know, okay, so if this was my path then is like, okay, I know I need to be able to lead teams and manage people. So what did I do? I went ahead and added a management major on as a second major. And then that way you're kind of able to piecemeal a couple different degrees together. You know, it's it's not the same as going to an advertising school and being in the account management track, but I'd argue it ultimately gives you a broader perspective that then you can bring to more of a focused industry anyway, which is advertising. I think that that was super helpful. Uh, curious for your thoughts too, Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think um, I like the points that both of you guys made. So I guess I'm going to build off of both of them a little bit. Um, so I guess first is Zach's like a Lego set. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like a Lego set. Um, but I guess just starting with Zach's comment, um, you know, just talking about how, you know, it is a little bit of a difference coming from, you know, a different uh, college than, you know, a, a typical ad school. And I think that for us, you know, AdWorks was kind of our saving grace in a way. It's something that allowed us to get that really positive experience and work with agencies, um, you know, while because we yeah. weren't getting that so much from our classes. But I think that it also pushed us and drove us to seek out opportunities more so. Um, you know, those things weren't necessarily provided for us. And so I think that that gave us at least a lot more motivation in a way, you know, it's, it's kind of almost in the sense that, you know, you want the thing that they're not giving you in a sense that like, um, of course we, you know, we really wanted to be a part of this industry and really that was a driving factor for us and we weren't getting it in the classroom. And so that just, I think, at least for me, it motivated me all that much more to try to seek the, out those other opportunities and find all of those different things. And so I think that it was a benefit in that way. And so, you know, speaking to other people, you know, again, it's it's all about finding those opportunities and those skills, um, you know, and finding those and connecting with people in 
building relationships and, you know, even just being able to assess people or agencies quickly. I mean, those things will last the rest of your career. And so, you know, working on those, getting the chance to hone those in college and, you know, focus on that experience is really, is really going to help you out. So look for those opportunities um, first and foremost, because they will definitely help you out. Um, And then again, to Trent's point a little bit as well, um, you know, it's kind of like, and again, this is kind of from the perspective of coming from a non-ad uh, college, but you know, you got to kind of combine things with what you're interested in um, based on the department. So, you know, Trent he he brought yeah. together um, management and marketing, and then for myself, uh, whereas I was interested in kind of analytics uh, strategy. Uh, so I did, you know, business data analytics and marketing. And so, you know, you got to combine those degrees and find the skills that are going to help you out. And so like for Trent, you know, it's working on those account management skills. And I know for myself, you know, it was learning, um, you know, different, uh, softwares and, and certain, uh, you know, analytics platforms as well. And, you know, being comfortable with reporting and, you know, figuring out storytelling and all of these different things, because that's a really essential part of it. And, you know, you don't have to be going to an ad school to learn those things, but it's about going out and finding those opportunities, finding the things Mm -hmm. that interest you and capitalizing on them. And I feel like even now advertising is moving so much away from a more traditional model where, you know, I even think about our conversation with Byron a couple weeks ago, you know, he came from a completely different industry than advertising, Mm -hmm. you know, recording, um, you know, then he came from Hasbro as well. And, you know, it's, you know, you want to be focused on the things that really interest you because that's what you're going to do best at. And that's where you're going to make the best work and get noticed by an agency as well. And so, you know, find those interests, capitalize on them and look for opportunities and, you know, something good will come along. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, because that's a great point to bring up. I, I think to like. You don't need an advertising degree to get a job in advertising. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, we're all here proof of that. But I think a more important takeaway there is you need to know more than just advertising to get mm-hmm. a job in advertising. Um, I think too often, I think a, a blessing, as both of you have mentioned, is having to go to a school where you don't have advertising as a program yes you want it more because like you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't want to be in that field because mm-hmm. it's not like you could have just signed up for that degree but also you know it it gives you a broader perspective and i think agencies want to hire people who have an outside perspective people who are interesting mm-hmm. like i mean the amount of recruiters the amount of agency people i've interviewed like over the last two years just to even get to the point where i have an internship out of college to hopefully get a job you know that that has all led to me kind of having this understanding that like people want people who have side hustles you know like years ago maybe it would have been like oh you have to be focused to your career but you today people want people who have interests that they can draw on because if you're working in a creative field you need to be able to tie into other things like like, you know, one day you may be working on a beer brand, but the next you may be working on a sports brand. And it's going to be super helpful if you have an interest in that, that, you know, that sports league or that team or, you know, or even for me, like being very interested in photography is really helpful when, you know, we're looking at, you know, a creative uh, project and you're able to work with the creatives and kind of if you have an eye, especially in account management, if you have an eye for what's going on 
you can you know you can kind of put your hat in the ring and help give some advice there and help explain why it's a good creative piece to the client. You know what I mean? Because like if you're just kind of there and you only know what you know from school, it's unfortunately not enough. And part of that's through internships. But I think what people really need to focus on is like the internships will come. You know, it's hard when you start out as a freshman or a sophomore trying to get an internship. But by the time you're a senior, most likely you're going to have an opportunity you know so when you're younger focus on the things that interest you while you're doing school because then that makes you more Mm -hmm. well-rounded person as you approach those internships and as you approach graduation Mm -hmm. that's awesome and that's yeah and honestly i mean at the end of the day that's what it comes down to is um what you're passionate about anyways uh so don't do it if you're not (laughs) passionate about it first and foremost but uh just to piggyback off of that again um this is a little bit more specific to the creatives because a lot of times you're required to submit a portfolio when you're going for an internship or for a job um that portfolio can be filled with any of your creative work. It doesn't have to be fully produced ad campaigns or even strictly ad campaigns. When you're starting out, if you love to draw, if you like to write poems, whatever you like to do uh, that shows your creativity, don't be afraid to put some of those pieces in there. Of course, you're gonna want to have some uh, advertising campaigns in there as well, but don't be afraid to show how else you like to be creative because that stuff's valuable. Uh, creative directors will see that and they'll gravitate towards your personality and your your style, and that's a great way to show it. Um, and you can also always do spec work. Uh, yeah. So if you if you don't necessarily have the means to, to work on an advertising campaign because you're not in a program or uh, because there's not a very easy way for you to get that experience uh just sit down and pick a brand and concept some ideas you can they can be drawn if they really have to be like just having something to get yourself thinking the way you need to think uh and get yourself writing or or director or art directing excuse me whatever field you're trying to go into uh is very beneficial and will help you in so many ways down the road and it's a journey (laughs) i know everyone says that but it truthfully is a journey and the point is that you just keep working at it and and the opportunities will come eventually um and i think that's something that we've all sort of learned not going to an advertising program like you guys were saying this is something that we had to work for and actively seek out uh and it worked out for all of us so i think like with that too um with the spec work something that has been stressed to me too is like everyone does spec work for a car or a beer brand or you know what I mean but I think almost sometimes I'm curious for your thoughts too Zach like I feel like almost sometimes it can be even more beneficial to do something that's not well known you know Mm -hmm. because there's kind of that that I forget what it's called but when you when you hear things you kind of subconsciously start to filter that into your own thoughts and you Mm -hmm. don't even realize that you're drawing from other people's ideas so when you're writing an ad for Apple as a spec work you already know everything Apple has done. You already know everything else everyone has done with Apple. So you're almost already subconsciously like biased to want to create towards that. Yeah. So instead, you know, take something that you use that's not well known. Be a hipster for a day and mm-hmm. take that watch <laughs> brand you have or take, um, hell, I don't even know, like your, like your local coffee shop that you know or take something that's a little bit... I'm looking yeah. at a Dutch Bros <laughs> thing that Zach has right now on the floor. Um, so that, that kind of subconsciously influenced me. Um, but take stuff that's less well-known or take stuff that's more interesting to you. It doesn't need to be a major category because 
you know, you're going to learn how to write for these major categories, but I think if you can write for stuff that's less common, it almost speaks more to your ability to get creative and think, and it'll really challenge you and grow you more too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll also help so I think that's something to, important to, look at to as well. uh, speak to your individual personality yeah. as well, I think. Yeah, because, exactly. And I think that's kind of what this really all comes to, back to is, you know, it's about showcasing creative that you're personally or passionate about that communicates your style and, you know, the way that you think is definitely like the most important thing. So, Yeah, because I think agencies want to see personality. I mean, they want unique perspectives, but like it's such a culture based industry where like it, it almost is a family. And when you're in that agency, they want people who can, one, contribute to the culture and kind of help grow that family in a healthy way, and two, someone who can draw on those outside perspectives. So mm-hmm. if you're an interesting person that has interesting stuff, like, great. But if you feel like you're not an interesting person, I guarantee you still have stuff that is really fascinating to you that you love to do. Mm-hmm. And while that may not seem interesting to you because it's something you do every day, it's something that someone else may not even know anything about. Yeah. So being a champion of yourself and a, and a champion of your own interests, I think, is is super important because one that's just confidence and two it really helps you be who you are and and help you shine through a little bit more um and like zach said this is a journey i think one of the greatest things that happened to me was i had my first advertising internship um after i finished sophomore year going into the summer going into junior year and they extended me into the fall of my junior year and it was great and you know i I loved it there and kind of wanted to try something in a bigger market but you know, had this opportunity where I couldn't stay on in account management, but I had the opportunity to stay on at that agency in new business. And, you know, I had this conversation with my mentor there and my boss who kind of talked to me about how it's important to get to know as many different people as you can because you learn so much from different people and you you gain so many different opportunities that way. And I kind of took that to heart and I said, you know, there's this other agency I'm interested in. Let me try for this different internship. And I turned down the extension at my current place and I ended up not getting that internship. It sucked. I felt kind of defeated. I was like, I turned down a job to try for this other job that I didn't even get. And I kind of had to take that whole spring semester of my junior year and kind of just say, okay, well, let me work to get better. Let me take this as an opportunity to, you know, reach out and network with more people because I hadn't had the time while I was busy working three days a week, you know, and then doing school the other two days and taking those opportunities. I was able to then transfer that into an opportunity in New York for the summer. So sometimes failing and sometimes falling on your face and being like, shit, you know, I mean, this didn't work how I thought it would. Mm -hmm. That's your greatest opportunity to continue to grow and work on yourself and get even better for the next opportunity. So I'd say keep your head up, you know, because like so many times it looked like there's no opportunity but like I got my New York opportunity just a couple weeks before I had to move out there you know what I mean like stuff happens at the last minute in advertising you just never know but what's important is you keep working and don't give up Mm -hmm. not to get all philosophical but you know (laughs) don't give up keep trying yeah exactly (laughs) keep fighting never give in never surrender a little bit of Winston Churchill a little bit of salad (laughs) a little bit of Winston Churchill eating a salad yeah exactly I don't know did he eat a salad I don't know (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Winnie the church. Um, But yeah, I think, um, you know, it's funny. And the other thing, too, uh, I was talking to uh, an ASU class about how to get started in advertising a couple weeks ago. And it was kind of funny. One of the most one of the questions that I got asked the most, which I kind of didn't expect, was um, where do you find out what jobs are available or what internships are available or what resources are available? 
I have a couple I'd share, but I'm curious too from you, uh, Zach and you, Cole, like what have you found that kind of helped you figure out where some opportunities were? What would you advise students do for that? Um, I, I guess, I guess um, I can start really quick then. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Cole. I guess as far as yeah, like go. looking for opportunities, I feel like, um, it kind of depends on what you're going for, whether or not it's like you need to find something within the next two months. Yeah. That's versus the hard answer. Right? I need to find something in six months because like also too, it's just thinking about, okay, so first off, you know, where do you want to be? You know, feel like you can kind of narrow down some cities or at least some agencies that you're thinking about. And so if you have time, you know, I would say check in on their job boards, you know, see when things come up or are available. Um, you know, I think resources too for that are, you know, if there's somewhere that you're really interested in, uh, you know, see what their internship program is like, um, you know, and, you know, try to find that good work uh, through those channels. And then you can see, you know, when those postings become available, if you are looking for an internship, then you can focus on applying. And then if you have time too, I would say reaching out to people in those agencies. And then if you are able to make good connections, then hopefully they would also let you know then um, if something becomes available um, as well. So I would say that way. And also even just networking through LinkedIn. I know I've had a lot of success with connecting with uh, fellow alumni. And so Again, that's something you could do, I'm sure, with someone yeah, that yeah. either went to an ad school, if you're in an ad school, or uh, especially if they didn't go to an ad school and they're in the industry, um, usually they're then also pretty receptive. I know for us, uh, so for ASU, um, obviously there's not there's not a ton of people from ASU in advertising. So usually when if you can find another one, reach out and reach out to them, <laughs> they're saying? usually pretty receptive. So. <laughs> Um, honestly, yeah, use your network, use the people, you know, you know, if, oh, my, my, you know, friends, you know, old boss knows somebody that worked at, you know, uh, I don't know, like Wyden or something like, you know, reach out to them. It's, and it's, it's never going to hurt to, to try. So I, I would say, you know, use your network and then to look for opportunities. And then if you're really desperate for stuff, um, you can always just, uh, do a Google search of advertising jobs and you'll find some openings probably. <laughs> I think all we've, we've, all, we've all done that. Surprisingly the, the Google search usually of, actually. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, I did that too. And I was looking not. for my first one. Yeah. Cause sometimes you find some stuff. It, it's tricky though, because mm-hmm. those lists, a lot of them pay to be on them. So look like sometimes I'll go back and search them now and it's nothing against the people on some of those lists, but I will see top advertising agencies in <laughs> Arizona and I don't, you know what I mean? It's just kind of funny. Like it, it, it's kind of a, it's a crap shoot because sometimes it's, it's biased by certain reviews or sometimes it's for a specific mm-hmm. purpose. Like there may be one that's really good at one thing specifically, such as like social media, but then they may struggle with other ones. And so it's kind of like helps to just have like the inside scoop by building your network to be able to figure out what is a better fit mm-hmm. for you. Cause sometimes what's the top of a list may not be the, the top of your list necessarily. <laughs> But what would you say, Zach? Uh, first of all, Cole, when you said, and if you're really desperate, I thought for sure you were going to say, just put a tattoo of the agency on your forehead. Um, <laughs> oh, because that's, that's, also, that's also a good option, it. actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback to a previous episode. Exactly. Also, previous thing in the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought for sure that's what you were going to do. <laughs> that would have been good um, there. But you didn't. You just said search Google, which is much less exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, but, Google, where can I find a tattoo card? <laughs> exactly, right? There uh, See, you you kind of stole the... the words. 
words out of my mouth, Cole. Uh-huh. Um, LinkedIn, and for me personally, it was just searching the websites. I, I yeah. had some agencies that I really admired, and so that's where I started. Uh, just going to those agency pages and seeing uh, if they have an internship program or if they have any... Um, positions available at that time and just starting to learn more about them and then going to LinkedIn and searching your network to see if you somehow are connected to someone that works there Um, and just utilizing all of that different stuff and all of your your different resources is the best way to do it. I couldn't put it better than you did, Cole. Honestly, that was exactly the way I did it. Uh, That reference to the tattoo on your forehead Mm -hmm. brings up a, a rather different point. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times in the industry, especially for creatives, you'll see them pull unique stunts uh, or just ways to get noticed by agencies that they really admire. And sometimes they work. Um, the one I'm referring to with the tattoo on their forehead was literally a an art director who was looking for an internship at RGA, I believe, who got RGA tattooed yeah. on his forehead. Um, above was, the left brow. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it was above the left brow. There was also a girl who painted herself like Fearless Girl and stood outside McCann, which was that an was, agency. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Which was the agency that that did this the uh, uh, that created Fearless Girl, um, and there's there have been some other stunts that people have, have done in the past. I know a guy that made uh, a music video and he made this rap. He was a copywriter about Sprite, right? about Sprite for Wyden and Kennedy, and that got him a job. So uh-huh. if you really are feeling ambitious, you can also go out and do some of these uh, these fun stunts to get yourself noticed by the agency that you want to you want to be at. And sometimes yeah. that's all it takes. It's funny we Cole and I when we were doing the thesis part of salad i guess for those of you who don't know look back on the current because we reference it from time to time i mean for our final kind of year at asu we had cole and i had to do an honors thesis which zach did as well the year prior and we kind of partnered up with a a friend of ours in adworks who's their current president brie and uh, we kind of tag teamed it and created more episodes and more content and did an advertising campaign at a bunch of different advertising schools. Um, shout out if you're one of those people who saw that and are still <laughs> listening. Um, make sure to follow and send us a note on Instagram you saying you are. Uh, salad underscore go. podcast. Um, but we also thought about turning it into a stunt too with agencies because we were in the peak internship hunt and it was like, what if we geofenced a bunch of different advertising agencies we're interested in applying to? and put a bunch of creative on social media so that they kept getting spammed with our ads for salad and it had a landing page that talked more about our backgrounds and our resumes and had like a, you know, reach out to learn more kind of thing. So the stunts can be interesting. It's just finding about what is in your wheelhouse because I think you don't want to do something that's the complete opposite of who you are because like if you fake who you are up front and then you get into the agency, they may have hired you for who they think you are um, because of what you did as a stunt. And if you kind of show up at a place and it's you feel like you're having to be someone else it it can be a little bit hard to really integrate into that culture and feel like you belong there so find what's in your wheelhouse and do something creative based off of that i'd say um you know it's interesting though because like that that stuff does stick around i mean we are still talking about it and we've had a couple other creatives on the podcast that we interviewed talk about that too um so it's an interesting point to bring up um i think to kind of summarize it you know Find your ideal city. Um, that's, I think, the most important thing. I had a friend of mine in New York uh, in advertising mention that to me because she said, you're really almost like marrying the city, not the job, because you're going to change jobs over the course of your career. But if you go to a place you're happy with, then it's a lot easier to, to have the energy and have the, the motivation to keep looking for new opportunities. And then after that, look what agencies are in that area. 
Look at what agencies you know and hear about in the news. Look at where they're at. Look at their offices, see where they're at. Start searching through the advertising publications. There's also a website um, called We Are Next, I believe, that is a compendium for interns to help you learn more about different programs and what opportunities there are. Um, you know, and then kind of build out your network through LinkedIn, through people you work with, people you know at school, whether it's a teacher or a friend or a family member, to start researching there and kind of get your opportunity in the door. We'll continue to talk about this more and more as the summer goes along. Um, you know, and of course, once can happens, we'll dive in more to that. But I think to kind of transition to the next part of this podcast, I think I want to kind of call out uh, our new bite sized take segment again, back with a roaring <laughs> success. Um, and again, you know, if any of you listening have questions, again, feel free to just hop on Instagram, find us at salad underscore podcast, shoot us a DM, and we'll talk about it on the podcast and answer it for you. Um, but appreciate everyone asking to learn more about this today. Um, we have two ads we want to talk about one with KFC, surprise, surprise, and then one with Dosecchi's. Um, Zach, do you want to kind of quickly summarize the Dos Equis ads that came out recently? And then we'll, Cole and I will kind of offer our bite-sized takes on those. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Dos Equis. Um, first of all, the most interesting man in the world is no longer. Many of you might have known that, but if you haven't, they ventured away from him. Uh, I believe it started last year, the yeah. year before. Yeah, last year. Uh, when they first started getting rid of him when they transitioned to their new agency, Droga 5. Uh, and with that, Droga 5 has released a couple new ads uh, with a little bit of a summer theme. I'll read you the headline from the article because it puts you in the mood. There we go. Uh, Dose Keys turned Total Eclipse of the Heart into a stirring brand ballad about <laughs> bar food. Well, now I'm in the mood. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure that head, that headline pretty much explains it, but they they changed the words to uh, to Total Eclipse of the Heart to, to really <laughs> glorify. Dos now. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> to glorify Dos Equis and, and nachos, nachos and uh, hot wings and just your typical bar food. So uh, one minute on the clock or a little bit more. Uh, Trent, you'll go first. What do you guys think about this? Well, as you could tell from my singing, I am all in on Dos Equis. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, when Droga 5 took it over, they turned most interesting man into the world into keep it interessante. Positioning the beer more as a beer you share wild, like over-the-top tales with your friends, you know what I mean? Everyone's sharing a drink with friends and you kind of sometimes, you know, you like to tell tall tales. And they transitioned it now into kind of interessante experiences, I guess, or more funny situations. The the parody was really funny and I think it's just kind of a classic laugh for the summer. Yeah. I don't know necessarily how much it positions itself with, with their keep it interessante tagline. That is a little bit interesting to me because mm-hmm. previously they've been telling people over-the-top stories. Um, For example, one of them was the story of the football coach who inspired the football team to a major comeback at halftime by reading the beer ingredients, you know. (laughs) Um, But now they're kind of transitioning into, like, I think interesting events and kind of funny things that maybe are boring but can be interesting with beer. With a certain twist. Which is a fine line to walk, right? But, yeah, like another ad they released was um, a man doing his wedding toast, but he was talking about how much he loved Dos Equis (laughs) instead of his daughter. So... You know, it's it's funny, and I think it makes you laugh. Um, it seems like a little bit of a stray from the brand, but I think with more ads like this, they can kind of further cement their their uh, creative idea there. Cole, what do you think? All right. So, uh, yeah, I'll give you my hot take on this. Um, I like it. I mean, it's fun. Uh, it's, you know, kind of out there, uh, especially with the total eclipse of the heart thing. You know, it's, it's fun playing on some classic themes, and it's definitely 
definitely interessante. You know, they've got a lot of, uh, you know, callbacks to the original uh, song, you know, kind of a lot of this 80s theme that they're pulling here with that one. And I mean, I like it. I just, again, it's really hard for me to to pull this back into the brand. Um, you know, the Keep It Interessante, I think they put out some great stuff for it. And actually, I personally, I prefer the uh, wedding spot. Um, so i trying to mention it briefly, but it's basically a guy, he's it's a father, he's trying to make an announcement at his daughter's wedding. Um, but instead of talking about how much he loves her, he breaks down talking about Dos Equis. Um, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> breaks and down so is good way to describe I, I think it. that that one maybe falls a little bit more in line with their Keep Interessante, you know, he's making a toast about someone he cares about. They're sharing it together at this big moment. Um, but you know, they're I, the summer singles angle. I think it. I think it is good. You know, it's a fun, catchy song, and retro's kind of been in recently. It seems like as well. So I think they definitely played on those mm-hmm. themes well. Yeah, last um, couple of years. Yeah, Stranger Things. Exactly that. right. And so again, it's like mm-hmm. you know, '80s nostalgia. They definitely knocked that out of the park. It's just I, I'm having a hard time making that final connection. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, the song will get stuck in everyone's head anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were all humming it before we started recording, but we figured we'd spare all of you <laughs> listening from that, mm-hmm. even though you did hear me sing. Um, but that's a great point to bring up, Cole. I think it's important to, you know, because everyone will do just this random creative idea from time to time, and you know, it, it, it's funny. I just I think it's important, and it's a fine line to walk of how do you maintain one brand platform that you've been building for so long and then do something creatively different, you know what I mean? It's, it's a hard thing and to balance. And sometimes it's these um, wild ideas that like go viral or you know do some crazy thing for the brand that they could have never thought of. Yeah, you know? and maybe that's the play. You know and it's I mean? like how do you follow up the most interesting man in the world too? That's exactly. the other thing we have to consider With the here most is, interesting experiences is, in the world. <laughs> is that <laughs> their work was definitely cut out for them when they're trying to follow up a campaign that is arguably one of the best we've ever seen. So mm-hmm. there's that to take into consideration as well. There yes, is. Definitely. Um, definitely. I think second ad to call out here too, um, a well-known, well-talked-about brand, especially on this podcast, KFC. Um decided to come out with a playlist of how many songs was it was it 46 yeah 46 46, hip-hop tracks called bucket bangers (laughs) um and it was full of hip-hop songs that referenced the brand um you know i think it's really something that could only be done by a brand like kfc you know um that has just such a pervasive presence and it was actually their french agency sidley paris uh that's s-i-d space l-e-e and um you know they took uh they did on spotify and kind of promoted it through spotify banners as well as a bunch of at home ads around paris uh, with lyrics from the song such as I was chilling in KFC, just minding my business, eating food and finger licking. Uh, shout out to Run DMC, UB Illin. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, it, it, Wendy's did this last year with, uh, I think, We're Beefing or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's just a we playlist of kind of beef tracks, you know. But so it's not the most original thing. Um, but it's kind of a cool little stunt, again, to get some publicity. Obviously, Adweek picked it up. Uh, people talked about it on Twitter. Um, I'm curious for your thoughts, Zach, and then we'll go to you, Cole. Yeah. Um, 
I think you kind of nailed it on the head right then when you just said, like, it's something that's been done before. Um, but I don't want to bash it for that because every once in a while it's nice to brag. And to me, that's kind of what this is, you yeah, know? It's, a, uh, it's like weird flex, but okay. Ex- exactly. They're not pushing a certain campaign per se. They're just showing off that they're in culture and, and in a way that is, you know, touting themselves and, and showing that these people that... Uh, are in popular culture care enough about the brand to reference them in their music uh, and putting that together in a playlist is just a, a pretty cool way to say hey check us out we're KFC we're pretty cool don't believe us just ask these guys you know and so I think it's I think it's cool it's great it's not necessarily a campaign in that sense um, and it's not necessarily like oh my god this is the most creative thing I've ever seen but it's it's a very easy and fun way for them to just put together something and put it out there that's entertaining uh, and keeps the brand top of mind. Yeah, I completely agree. What are your thoughts, Cole? Um, I love I love it, honestly. I, I really enjoy... Um, I, I have a soft spot for activations and campaigns that are involved Spotify. I don't know. I think it just harkens back to like... I, I don't know. I just I just really enjoy this um, yeah. and out of home too. Um, you know, I think it's a more romantic uh, medium. But um, <laughs> you do have a little bit of romance with out of home. It's I I, I like it. Um, I think you it's only romantic. like it. But anyway, um, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think it's just really cool because, and we've been seeing brands doing this a lot more. Where um, you know brands like um, what Budweiser did recently where they were, uh, you know, having people Google search, um, you know, certain images of rock stars and different uh, other, Mm -hmm. you know, famous musicians and famous people drinking Budweiser. And, you know, this is kind of similar in that same vein where, you know, KFC is mentioned quite a bit in, uh, especially in hip hop songs. And so, um, you know, just showcasing that, you know, it is a pillar of popular culture and, you know, really bringing that to top of mind with people. And I think always creating a playlist, you know, it's, everyone has their one song that, you know, they're going to see on there and be like, Oh yes, put that on there. And then, you know, they're going to hear about KFC again. And maybe, you know, the next time they listen to it, they'll think about KFC again. And so, um, I, I think it's really clever and a really cool way to, you know, highlight their, their relevance. And, uh, and also I would imagine it was probably pretty cheap to do relatively. So, so, um, yeah, kudos to them. That's true. Especially when you consider that in France, about 15% of billboards often go unused at certain (laughs) times of the year. That's a callback. They should have made the the ads green. green. Green instead of the red KFC. Um, well, NBA players are getting buckets in the playoffs. KFC is promoting its own buckets through Spotify. Um, (laughs) wow. What a transition. Amazing. Um, yeah, so I mean, I agree. I think it's a, again, it's good to do a publicity play. And I think the one thing I want to differentiate is we've talked about how Dosecchi's with their Total Eclipse of the Heart parody strayed away from the brand and maybe wasn't necessarily as much of a connect. But while this was a little bit different than KFC's usual stuff, we liked it. And I think one thing that I want to call out is I think KFC has become known, whether it's Wyden, whether it's Mother, whether it's Sidley, Paris, all their different ad agencies have created such just a random motley of things where KFC (laughs) is really just expected to be this brand that will just commentate on anything and everything Mm -hmm. in culture. 
Um, so I think it feels a little bit more native to me. Yeah. Um, whereas Dos Equis has always had one kind of idea, and they're still kind of known as the most interesting man in the world, even though they've been doing it for a year differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just a little bit more important for Dos Equis to focus on really cementing this as like a broader event, interesting conversation with friends thing, as opposed to just straying off too soon. So you don't want to get people too jumbled when you're already trying to convince them that they're not just one man. Um, would, that, would you say that that sums it up, Zach? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good, a really good way to put it. I okay. agree. Mm-hmm. And I think also, too, when we're thinking about uh, these two brands, too, is like we think about, you know, I like what you were saying, Trent, where it's like, you know, Dos Equis was defined by this one idea. And so when we're thinking about these huge brands, I mean, obviously, KFC, I mean, it is a larger brand than Dos Equis, but, you know, um, they've kind of diversified and done all of these different things. And I feel like it's like each week we're talking about something different that KFC did, you know, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's creating an influencer, whether it's a new ad, you know, and yeah. I think it's about that diversity because there are so many platforms now and uh you know just making sure that you have something that either works across many of them or you know you're able to diversify that a little bit more it's interesting because that seems to be a trend happening specifically in fast food yeah aside from mcdonald's mcdonald's doesn't really do it but we've got kfc burger king wendy's uh they all sort of do a lot of these separate one-off campaigns uh, and they all approach their their marketing from a bunch of different angles and really just uh, see what works best because they're all sort of known for those different sorts of activations, whether it's Wendy's with Twitter uh, and a bunch of the different uh, ways they advertise on that platform or KFC with these songs. And like you said, Wendy's also did the songs or Burger King with their social causes. Um, all of these fast food brands are really the ones that are exploring this sort of uh strategy i guess which is which is kind of interesting to see that they're all sort of in the same the same space and in the same field i'm assuming they Mm -hmm. know it's it's working for one of them and they they're trying to replicate it but it's interesting to see that it's a good point to bring up i was taught at one agency i worked at about the importance of fame ideas and when you're pitching an idea or you're coming up with a creative execution what is the newspaper headline for it Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the logic there is if you can't sum it up in a succinct newspaper headline, either the idea is not exciting enough or newsworthy enough, or it's too complicated to fit into a title, you need to focus down and narrow it down even more. And the whole idea of the fame idea is to do something that is really cost effective because it gets so much publicity and has so much reach that, you know, you may have, you know, you can do something that's just a one-off, focus on your main campaign, but do one-offs to get the PR and the newsworthy kind of awareness. If you think about fast food, I think most of the people that are engaging in fast food are the people who would listen on the radio and hear someone laughing about a tweet Wendy's did or Mm -hmm. would be reading the news online briefly at work, you know what I mean? the everyday person who would see this stuff picked up. And I think that that's a big reason why they're probably trying to push this so much and have all these PR plays is to just become omnipresent in news so that people are always being reminded of them that way. Because, you know, again, it's just uh, mm-hmm. it's a parody product. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's like the core of it. And I think for, you know, for fast food, especially, you know, they're they're trying to keep a younger audience that's running away to healthier food options, yep. you know, that we, you know, that aren't going to want to necessarily go to McDonald's. And so 
they're trying to do those big things that are going to get them play on social media where those people are. And I think to your point, it's those big tentpole things that get picked up by media that, you know, people are talking about on Twitter that, you know, local news organizations will grab because it's a fun headline. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, if you can find those things, those cultural touchstones that really like create a difference uh, in the marketplace, I think those are definitely the biggest, the biggest things because, you know, again, it's like you talk about the, that big, thing that's going to get picked up and it's going to be way less expensive than trying to run, you know, just, you know, the same sort of ad over and over again or doing something a little bit less exciting. So totally. Yeah, exactly. You know, fast food and fast ads really revitalizing an industry there that has previously been stagnant. (laughs) Um, Man, I'm just killing it with these transitions here. Um, We're going to kind of wrap up this show today, but I appreciate all of you tuning in and listening. Again, send your questions in over on Instagram if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss. Again, it's salad underscore podcast. And, um, you know, we're excited to come back again next week with even more content. you know, again, also subscribe to Zach's uh, advertising newsletter, Madness. www.madnesstrends.com. Sign up, please. Exactly. And while you're <laughs> at it, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed what you heard. This is Trent signing off today from Tempe. All right. This is Zach. See you guys next week. Have an fantastic week. That was Cole, and we are Salad, the advertising podcast. (laughs) There's a lot of ways to make a salad, just like there are a lot of ways to make a good ad. Thanks again for listening, everyone. (laughs) 